Welcome to Horns Up, motherfuckers. Welcome. I'm your host, Shane Newsome. Now the other hosts will introduce themselves. <laughs> what up, everybody? This is Andy from the Deep Share Podcast. What up? It's Danu Nakadam from Rising from the Ashes. Last but not least is Jay Hennahan, How to Kill a Sacred Town, A-Town Town, Pizza Stuff, Bitches. Oh. And we're also missing Jeff Hernandez from Shadow Band Podcasts. He's not with us tonight. <laughs> Jeff. But he will be with us next time, for sure. Uh, yeah, this is our uh, premiere episode. We did a roundtable a while back, just uh, messing around, talking about music, and we decided, let's make it a fun show. So, horns up, everybody. Oh, put them up. We're going to get screenshotted, and people in our own community are going to be like, ooh, he's got a triangle on his shirt. I know. Look, I'm wearing a Tupac shirt. I'm not real. I'm a poser. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm wearing my, my own band's shirt. You're that guy? Well, it's oh, my old band. Up. I was like, I'm supporting them, bro. No, that. that's sick. That's like you're like the legend, and you're looking back on old times. That's it a sick I mean, It's true. Mr. Pickles. That's I'm pretty not sure dope. Like, you're not, you're, you're not a fucking, that. you're not a wrestler, man. Like, you can't, you can't roll like that. <laughs> Bro, but I, like, I'm not in the band anymore. Dude. Yeah, wrestlers wear their own shirts. Yeah, I I bought the T-shirt from him. See, that's that's you bought the T-shirt from your own band. My old band. I didn't even write any of the material. He's not in it anymore. He's he's supporting what used to be vintage, man. It's vintage. Band. It's pretty sweet. It's a good thing to do. Dude, just silent off his street. Check him out. So, what have you guys been up to lately? What have you been listening to lately? You guys have been keeping it heavy? You guys been out going off the rails and listening to all sorts of weird hip-hop and country and folk music? What's been going on? <laughs> I would love to tell you what I have been listening to nonstop. It is the Doomstar Requiem. <laughs> it is the clock opera for Metalocalypse fucking nonstop. This is what I do. This is what I do, yes, right? Because, yeah. like, I listen to things on repeat when I – it wasn't a rediscovery. Me and my girlfriend, we were watching Metalocalypse from beginning to end, and the whole oh, time yeah. I'm like, wait till the clock opera. Wait till the clock opera. We're going to fucking get there. It's fucking brutal. And you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it is so fucking incredible. You know what I mean? Like, everything about it, you know what I mean? Like, the metal, the non-metal, the, the, there's so much, like – like, Brandon Small is a genius. He yes. fucking shreds. And yeah, the – and the one thing that he really mastered for the clock opera was melody and counterpoint. Right. So you got this, um, it was something that was created by Beethoven all the way back in the day. I don't know, maybe it was Mozart, but I think it was Beethoven where it's like, you've got two melodies going on that accentuate each other, that they're, they're technically separate melodies. Right. So it's, um, uh, the greatest example of that in the clock opera is that scene between, um, when Magnus and the silver faced guy, um, they, they have, uh, Toki in the, in the fucking basement. And it's just like, it, it, it goes back and forth between the two is so fucking genius. You know what I mean? And, and then the, the duel, uh, between Toki and Squiscar, you know what I mean? And it's like so fucking dope. Nice. 
that's a signature metal move too. And so many bands love to pull that like disharmonious harmony off together. It's so nasty. Skinnered boy. What? <laughs> but I mean, like, it's, so, it's just so dope. You know what I mean? Like when Squis, I love Squisgar's singing voice. You know what I mean? When it comes in with that high disagrees for you sees we don't need no. DL station bees, the one guitars, bands, yes, indeed. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so Fuck yeah, man. good. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fake Norwegian accent, dude. <laughs> you want still those? And you get to, like, and then in that fourth season, you really get to learn, like, how, um, how vulnerable Squisgar is when Toki tries to, you know what I mean? When, when Toki comes out with that books, like uh Squisgar's Am's a dick, Squisgar's a dick. <laughs> you know, and, and fucking, uh, and the, he takes his, uh, his solo at the ice festival at the Norwegian ice festival or, or whatever the fuck it was. And, and it's like, and he has the great, and I forgot how quotable season four this, was. Like, is this the defibrillator episode? Yeah, it is the defibrillator. Yep. Well, uh, it looks it looks a lot like he needs to be. He looks fibrillated. He needs to be. If only there was something that unfibrillated. Yeah, yeah. So if, the, if there, oh yeah, if there was only something, if there was something unfibrillated. And then it's like, what's so dope too is that like. uh You know what I mean? It's so quotable. They have these like these moments. attacks. Exactly. It's not a heart attack. And it's like, there's three moments in particular. One of them is when he, when, when he's warning Toki, he says, uh, what does he say? He says, uh, the, the crowds is a fickle's mistress. She's a fickle. And it's uh, it's a fickle's mistress. And then there's another one where it's, uh, it's often. And he says, wow. What does he say? He says, one cannot serve two masters, Nathan. Uh, one cannot serve two masters, Nathan. One cannot serve two masters. You know what I mean? It's just like so fucking quick. And it's like, the sleeper has awakened. Yeah, man. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of gold in there. How about Mermaider, though? No. <laughs> and so I dead. actually learned okay. Lowe's from Brandon Small. Like, I couldn't hey, do Lowe's what? before I, I started fucking trying to copy him. Yeah, man. He's got like some of the lowest of the lows. <laughs> I don't like, I have no idea. How, like, it sounds stupid when I do it. I can't do it. I have to do the gutturals. <laughs> <laughs> the pig squeals. <laughs> because he's got, he's got Nathan and then he's got the silver faced man. Like, didn't they get uh, the dude from Cannibal Corpse to voice that guy? I always thought it was Brandon Small, but if Corpse it was Corpse Grinder, I'm, huh? I'm, I'm ninety percent sure they got the guy for in 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 the clock opera, right? If that's the case, you're imparting some fucking some knowledge yeah, hammers on me, bro. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's such a star-studded cast. I mean, Mark Hamill wasn't in the clock opera, but Mark Hamill is Oftenson, and also uh, for the clock opera, he uh, he got Jack Black to do a couple of spots. He was a couple of different characters. Mm. You know, you was supposed to help me when I helped you. Where is my reward? It's, mm. it's like Jack Black comes on the scene, and you're just like, thank you, God. Dude, Jack Black, brutal legend. So, uh, yeah, 
So let's talk to the audience. No, 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 no wait, 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 wait. about what the Why? hell this is. We didn't finish what else we were listening to. We just went on this big metalocalypse thing. Damn, what have you been <laughs> that, listening that's to what lately, dude? Because that's, that's what I steal. So we definitely know what Jay's been listening to over and over again. Damn, what have you been listening to lately? Uh, you know, I don't, as far as music, not a whole lot. Like, I, I've been... Uh, I've been home for the last week because uh, I haven't been feeling good. I got a kidney stone, so oh, yeah, man. I just, that's it's been metal. fucking brutal. Now that's and, uh, brutal. And uh, yeah, <laughs> and so I've just been chilling at home. Uh, Chris Barnes is the uh, singer uh, that was in uh, uh, Cannibal Corpse before Corpse Grinder. Oh. And uh, I was actually going to talk about Six Feet Under the band tonight so it's interesting uh little setup for me right there but uh i forgot that they were connected in some way those two bands yeah 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 uh chris barnes left left them and he has like dreadlocks and stuff he's like a kind of like a happy-go-lucky kind of metalhead yeah guy. he was kind of like brian from shadows fall with like the eight foot yeah. dreadlocks. yeah shadows fall yeah i remember that band opening up for for uh merciful fate in like uh <laughs> in ventura and this place holds like two or 300 people. It's just like this little close, close little club inside. I was like, who are these guys? These guys are fucking shredding uh, shadows fall. Yeah. And then, uh, mm-hmm. and then they ended up blowing up like a couple of years later, they got really popular. And I was like, Whoa, damn. They're from uh, me and Jay's neck of the woods. They're from Massachusetts. Oh, are, they, they? are they out there from Central or Western Mass? Were they from, they're from Western Mass? Yeah, Mass from Springfield? Yeah, they're like uh, the the Western Mass kind of uh, group of uh, Kill Switch and uh, Blood Has Been Shed. All those guys, they kind of hung out together, played shows together. All oh. of them got rich together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh, so I haven't really been listening to a whole lot of music. Uh, and uh, usually when I listen to music, I listen to like, shit i can just groove to so like mega megadeth or iron maiden or metallica or pantera or something uh something chill i can like recall the words and sing along too because it like gets me back to that zone i can't like do the death metal voice for too long and then it just makes me angry and so i have to (laughs) i kind of just go to the old school uh type of metal to just kind of amp me up to like boost me up give me some motivation you know absolutely man i love that i'm i like gravitate towards metal that also has some singing none of that whiny shit that they're throwing in these days (laughs) where like pop punk and metal tried to have a baby or something but like when there's like well done vocals with some cleans going on like that's the oh it brings it home man i like those harmonies and the the harmonies and like the fucking Oh, you know, like the fucking ah, oh, that's what I love. Yeah, like the, the big theatrical, yeah. theatrical yeah. voice, uh, theatrical melody. Uh, that's I, I love that shit a lot. I was gonna talk about another band tonight too called uh, uh, Hammerfall. I've heard of that. Yeah, uh, they sound at least. <laughs> I mean, a lot of the bands I listen to are super. Uh, so this is like a sort of newer. They just came out in like 2003, I think was their first album. So somewhat newer than what I normally listen to, which is like the old school, like 80s metal bands. 
Word. Dan, do you listen to Catatonia at all? I've heard of them, yeah, but they're not on my my uh, playlist or nothing. <laughs> I'll have to, like send you a couple recommendations because they are uh, they're a beautiful, beautiful Swedish metal band. That oh, they're not yeah. really, like, traditional metal. They're not heavy as fuck or anything, but yeah, yeah, but they are you know, yeah. Like Doom Sword is like a, another good one that I like a lot because it's just really like just chunky grooves. You're just like, <laughs> it's uh, it's really fun to drive to and stuff. Uh, <laughs> nice. uh, that's yeah, that's kind of the stuff I like is is stuff that I can sing along with or or like really get into or feel like the like a good vibe from from the music. Uh, I really hate it when bands are are just like screaming and screeching way off of like whatever they're playing. It's like that whole punk rock thing. It's just their the <laughs> vocals are just not matching what they're playing on the guitars and stuff. That stuff just drives me fucking nuts. But, uh, <laughs> cool. Yeah. Cool. Anybody else? Where are you guys at on fall of Troy? Do you guys like fall of Troy? Yes, bro. I never oh listened to God. enough of them, but I respect yeah. oh, Dude, I don't know. FCP remix, bro. FCP sits gap gap gap. It's uh fuck condoms. Premarital sex is the shit. Get them pregnant. Get them pregnant. Get them pregnant. Um, yeah, that that um that album doppelganger is fucking. Dude. It's it's classic. But the one after it, it's um a little less popular. But it's actually my favorite. Is manipulator. Okay. And um and then they released kind of like a garbage album or two after that. But and then they got back together and did a really good album again. And then they came around and toured and I missed them. Someone was like, Hey man, you want to go see fall of Troy with me? And I'm like, fuck yeah. And then the next thing I heard, I, I was watching like videos of fall of Troy on Instagram from my buddy. And I was like, fuck, I totally forgot uh, that was, you know, whatever month it was. But, um, yeah, dude, the most incredible thing about fall of Troy and you'll never believe it until you actually see it is that it's a three piece three piece and the fucking yeah. guitarist is the singer is the and vocalist, you're just like dude. and you're just like, oh. <laughs> playing this crazy <laughs> shit dude and and there's this one of their side it's probably my favorite song i mean quarter past midnight is is pretty dope on manipulator talking shit or whiny singers and he is a whiny singer but he does it right but, um but he fuck it's metal as fuck and their their drummer yeah, is one of my favorite of all drummers yeah, he is like but the drummer and the guitarist they have the exact same style it just i can't believe it works like it yeah, does yeah man and they have a song called the man of planet canal panama which is a what's that palindrome it's the same front to back yeah it's nice. like 12 it's like 12 minutes and it has like five of the most epic breakdowns that there can be and it's just like if you've never listened to fall of troy like you're welcome yeah i gotta listen more to them i did i never dove into them enough but i knew that when i heard them it was nuts like oh man it was just that yeah, you, shit like dillinger escape plan that was yes awesome and you you probably didn't know that the guitarist was the singer and there was no other guitar. At one point I found out and I was like, Oh, okay. They're nuts. They're completely insane. Like how the fuck does that even happen? There's bands like that that aren't even metal necessarily. Like uh, horse, the band, like I love they, horse, the band. They are. Insane. <laughs> yes, they are. Oh, let me um, quickly clarify to not offend anyone about the, whiny singing because there are exceptions to that rule and i'm not talking like high-pitched versus like 
low or anything like that. It's just, there's a thing, you know, there's this pop punk influence that sneaks in where suddenly the word me becomes may, you know, and that is not, not okay. Usually, but then there's guys like Spons from Periphery who have absolutely incredible vocal ranges. And yeah, they do that sometimes. It's like, oh, whatever. They also fucking kill it and have like professional, awesome vocals. So it's like, there's some exceptions here. And they're Glassjaw. Glassjaw, that dude would like bleed all over the stage. He was <laughs> awesome. He got a little whiny sometimes. It's okay. Just wanted to clarify. <laughs> I saw a fucking, I saw, um, oh God, who was it? Uh, Fear Before the March of Flames. I saw them live. They fucking destroyed. And then the singer at the end of their set throws up all over the fucking, he throws up all oh. over one of the bouncers there at the, you know how they fucking, oh, bro. all over him. And I was like, what the fuck am I watching? And I was pretty young too. I was like 17 and I was like, are you supposed to party before a show? Because I'm going to start doing that. That's that, <laughs> what it takes to put on a show like this. I'm going to start partying. And so, you know, oh, yeah, um, that, uh, and then, and then, then you play a show where everybody parties too hard. I remember one show in particular, we were playing, um, it was called, uh, <laughs> the, uh, whatever the fucking name, I don't remember the name of the place. It was fucking, I was probably fucking too drunk. Um, and we totally, like fell apart during the song and we're all looking at each other and we're like, what the fuck just happened? And then we were just like, well, you know, sometimes shit happens. And we're like, let's, <laughs> let's pick it up from the last bar. Bop, bop, bop. I only picked it up the last bar. Talked to, um, to a friend after the show. And I was like, did you see that song fall apart? And he was like, I thought it was part of the show. You guys like, you guys played it off. Like it was part of the show. And I was like, that's not part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> And then afterwards, like we decided that we were, if we ever fell apart like that, that we were going to just start yelling at each other and pointing fingers and then start off at the last bar. And then we did that two shows in a row. And then after that, I was like, listen, we're going to burn the boats and we're going to, we're never doing that again. We can never have burn that the ships. Out. We're not going burn back. the ship. <laughs> that can't be an option. Like fucking up can't be an option. It can't be an out. We have to not fuck up. And fucking, you know, don't sure, drink dude. vodka and Powerade before. Yeah. Here, here's the thing. Everybody in the audience is fucking hammered as fuck too. They don't know you fucked up. And plus dude, they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're Whoa. not, they're not pro. And so they could care less anyways. They're just there to see you. I have know. played with the shittiest bands I've ever heard, <laughs> dude. <laughs> All the hardcore dancers don't give a fuck. No. They're, they're, they're there to throw no. down, dude. Yeah. They yeah. want to hear I a know. they want to hear a breakbeat. The fucking handkerchiefs go over the mouth. This is way before COVID. Everybody <laughs> <laughs> starts fucking hitting people. Yes, <laughs> but I don't want to hit anybody. Just don't get in the fucking way. <laughs> right. But I don't want to be one of those bands that Shane just mentioned and said I have played with their shittiest bands ever. I don't want to be one. So. I've played. I've played with all of some of my favorite bands too, though. Absolutely, we were, awesome. we, we were just we were the headliners that had the shitty openers because we were a small band touring. <laughs> but mm -hmm. on the tour, we got to open up for big bands too. So, you know, I believe that too right. because you're kind of like you're kind of innocuous. You know what I mean? Like um, when when we first met. Um, you know, I had a certain impression of you, not that it was like bad or anything, but when you sent, started, oh, sending me, 
No, but when you started sending me the shit that you work on in the files, you're like, Hey, I got these songs, me and Jeff been working on them all. You sent them. I was like, Whoa, this dude's like for fucking real. That's what I'm talking about. Like, I love, those are my favorite people because, well, partly we're one of those bands that like, we look like a bunch of dads when we're about to play, then we burn, you know, then we melt everybody's faces. Y'all you're very that hats on and shit or what? Very, oh no. Well, you know, just <laughs> Beer bellies. Yeah, there's some beer bellies. <laughs> um, but we just, uh, it's very innocuous, but that's, that's the point that I was making, Shane, is that like, I, I didn't, I, you came out of left field, you know what I mean? It, yeah. You, got, you, you play left fucking field. like, you fucking kill, bro. Like not only is your, not only is your, uh, your guitar work incredible, but you got some great vocals. And then I went, uh, after you came on and we did the swap cast, um, I used one of your songs on Bandcamp, which was like, it was part metal, but it was just very creative stuff. You know, it was like, um, it, it had a good groove, a good melody, and there was like screaming in it. It was just like, it was very creative and different shit. And so it's like, it's, it's also nice to see that, um, that, that range where you can fucking, you can, you, you can do your heavy ass breakdowns and you can shred and you can do this creative melodic stuff. It's like, you got some great range, man. You're fucking here. Specialized dude. Thanks, man. Yeah. I got to second that. Like just the fact that I have the pleasure of knowing Shane and Jay and Jeff Fernandez, like being close to you guys as musicians, you guys are all so incredible. And like, it's funny too, because a lot of us in this community that form friendships start to realize like, wow, you know, this trust and, and community and friendship on a level that maybe we never had before or echoes something from the past that has faded over time. And the music side of it, I mean, I'm a, I just, we just love music. Right. And this hit me so hard finding you guys, as friends and going, Holy shit. I'm friends with like these low key professional fucking musicians. And now we get to just shoot the shit about metal. Yes, this is, this is good. <laughs> this is yeah, good <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the, the compliments guys. So, Hey, let's get to the show, right? Let's get to some, uh, some music, right? Let's talk about some songs, some bands, right? We got, uh, we, we're like going to choose some bands. Boom. So uh, let's go. <laughs> let's just go around in the circle. So on my screen, I got Dan, me, Andy, and then Jay. Word. So is that? Yeah. Are we still gonna like, do like the music and shit and play some of that in the background? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Let's do like that. Yeah. That. Yeah. 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 I think that. You gotta let one of us be able to share show. screen. Oh, I can share screen. Sick. Um, okay. Sweet. Yeah. So if I mean, if you want me to do it, anybody else can do it. Doesn't matter. Yeah, start it off, Shane. We do need all a right. DJ. All right, all right. I'll be <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. We need some, DJ. Have some cues up. Boom, boom, hold up. Hold this is going to get way more professional as well, eventually. Yeah, we got, we, yeah, we don't get to talk. This is when we get to talk. We don't get to talk much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, we only have, like, this, this Instagram group that we all talk in, and then Dan's coming up with great ideas, and no one's fucking, no one's answering them. <laughs> Exactly. We need to have a meeting that's not recorded. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, I just want to have some type of format so I can figure out what, what, like, what am I pulling from? There's so much to pull from. Am I just showing you guys like 
what I think is awesome or is there like a, a deeper meaning behind it? Or, you know what I mean? It's like, there's so many different directions we can go. And so it's just kind of like, I, I just, I'm curious to know like how you guys want to do it too. I'm not I'm just, that's why I was like, I'm just throwing out ideas and you guys can think about that stuff and talk. We can talk about it and then, you know, figure something out, but. Hell yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, just, I think uh, a lot of those ideas were pretty damn good anyway. You know, if we can format the show in a more specific way. I think a lot of people like listening to it. So, I mean, right now, I think people will probably enjoy us shooting the shit about music <laughs> anyway, because we don't break from the, the dark, creepy yeah. shit usually listen to well this is still the kind of dark yeah, so let's, shit. Play, let's play some dark <laughs> shit. i'm about to dude i mean it's, this shit's <laughs> fucking heavy so this is a band i found when i was like 13 or 14 and they were like the drummer i found his name is ethan t on youtube he did like a bunch of drum covers and shit and uh he's pretty popular like thousands of views on his on his videos and stuff but that's how i found his band he had a band with his brother and uh i don't know they were all like 16 to like 19 when they recorded this shit dude and Good i was job just, for a cowboy dude so <laughs> inspiring dude and like I, I used to get to like i just talked to these guys i'm friends with them on facebook still i talk to them like randomly every once in a while and uh yeah dude here it goes celadora dawn dude these lyrics look up look up this song i don't know if we'll play the whole thing or not but it's it's worth playing the whole thing <laughs> yeah maybe play your favorite segment or something Dude, the whole thing i know song, that's so dude. hard <laughs> anyway here we go you can hear it right yeah i feel like it's gonna drop it's I not like it's gonna drop Oh my god! 
Yeah, you have so, to kind of cut in between a little yeah, bit yeah, so yeah, you yeah, can yeah, talk. Yeah. Otherwise, you will get hit for it. <laughs> you can't. Word, word, word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good, good, good point. Good point. <laughs> so wait, that was job for a cowboy, man. You knew? No, 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 no. no. This is not okay, job for what? a cowboy. I was like, that didn't sound I, like job for a cowboy. No, 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 no. I think I think he was just just referencing job for a cowboy because they were young. Okay. What was that band's name? They're called Celadora. They only released Celadora. like three songs before. They oh, really? Up, but that's nasty, dude. It's so good. Brutal, dude. I don't like. <laughs> I mean, the lyrics are so good. Like, I, I, it's you have to have, like kind of comprehend your own meaning from them. So it's, Those are the best kind. It's 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 pretty deep. Like, uh, yeah, I couldn't tell man. anything you was fucking saying. Oh, yeah, no, you definitely have to read the lyrics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, and that's that's like, um, that's kind of the beauty of metal is that you know it's so aggressive, and then you get the aggressive vocals. But if you want to learn more about what he's saying, you have to investigate yourself. It's almost like you know, it's like anything spiritual. It's like anything like, like even masonry. You can't, like, someone can't invite you. It's, it's the same with metal music, like, someone can't just like they can show you a song, but it doesn't mean anything to you unless you look into it yourself. Same thing with like yeah. masonry. You have to search for it yourself. You have to knock on the door yourself. Um, and if like, and, and, and it's also like a training thing. And even people like me, sometimes there are certain singers that I can understand. And like, I'm like, Oh shit, this dude's special. But um, yeah, you, you know, you fucking, you, you have to go in and, I've been trying to tell people that the whole, they're like, man, I fucking, I love your shit, man. Fucking have, I was like, have you read the lyrics? And I'm like, you don't know shit because <laughs> I miss, I miss those uh, days of CDs. Yeah. Buying the CDs yeah. and then like taking out the insert and like uh, reading the lyrics while listening to like it when you first, you know, that first time you can get it. And uh, then you can like really like vibe with whatever's going on. But like nowadays, you know, you just fucking bloop, 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 and you know. track by track. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's and that's crazy. one thing. Like, you, I no, can sorry, remember sorry. that pain when you took out the little booklet and there were no lyrics. Oh, like, these selfish <laughs> sons of bitch! Like when the internet sucked, <laughs> that was brutal. <laughs> yeah. There was yeah. so many like that too. There was a few choice bands that always put them in there, but. Yeah, like Tool, they never put their lyrics in there. And that was always very upsetting because Maynard's vocals were always like another instrument. So as a young person, I don't know, maybe I just have weird ears, but I could never make out most of what Maynard was saying. And only like the high points, you know what I mean? But it took me a long time of like discovering, like looking into it myself to find out what he was saying. And it was like, by the time I took a bunch of psychedelics and understood Tool's lyrics, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's like, that's a challenge that we have too, because every album that we make, you're supposed to, they're made to listen front to back, you know, um, especially 2084, because it's only, uh, it's only 21 minutes and 24 seconds long. Um, I listen to it which, back to back. A bunch of times at work. <laughs> That's what I'm fucking that. That's how it's supposed to be listened to. And it, inside baseball, I told I told Shane this on uh, the episode that we did together. But 2084 is 21 minutes, 24 seconds long, which is 20 minutes and 84 seconds. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, but uh, yeah, even the, the album before that, the Hegelian dialectic, you're supposed to listen to it back to front. So all the, um, if you're listening to it as it's supposed to be listened to all the tracks just meld as one. So like, and then the, there's also like callbacks in the songs, you know, kind of like a musical, you know, which was always the point. Um, so like we encounter that challenge the challenge of like the singles era we're in the fucking singles era where uh, i'm like i'm telling someone to listen to my song and they don't have a spotify subscription so they're like yeah i was just listening to uh catch 22 that's pretty dope i was like oh you know well you know start at the beginning and they're like oh no i can't because i don't have a subscription like Mm -hmm. that's not the album that's thing you don't even fucking it's one song (laughs) on Bandcamp, bro (laughs) yeah we it is on Bandcamp. oh then there we go yeah, but even Bandcamp, you, when you're listening to a song, it stops for a split second before it gets to the next track. Yeah. It's supposed to be played like yeah, yeah, Spotify. Yeah. Spotify has the seamless track to track, like a, like a CD, which is nice. Yeah, you have the option to like remove it or put it in. Like You can actually add space between the tracks if you want to, mm-hmm. which I don't know who, do, who would, right? But But yeah. I think that's a beautiful form too, man. There's a couple bands that have pulled that off and you don't even like realize they've done it until you finish it. You're like, Oh my, or you realize you're like, wait, I, I finished like, it and I'm listening to it again. Like, what yeah, the dude. Happened? You're like halfway through the first switched? song like, again. You're like, wait, sometimes between the buried and me used to pull that off every once in a while. It's like, wait a minute. I'm three songs past <laughs> like, that song. Just harkened back to like four songs ago. Like this is beautiful. I love those long progressive albums so so like just appropriate for where i was when i was listening to him originally fucking tripping balls listening to between the barrier me and shit bt bam man i fucking love those sons of bitches i've seen them like three or four times they are the most impressive live band of all time yeah and i met tommy rogers yeah that's cool man i don't know if i shared this i don't want to share this story if i did it on the last show did I tell you guys I met Tommy Rogers? I don't, I don't think, think so. so. Yeah, so we were a bunch of kids. We were all like 15, 16, and we went to a Between the Barrier to Me show in Worcester. We all lived in, we all live in Lowell. Worcester. Our friends are at the Palladium upstairs. So we got dropped off, assuming that we could buy tickets because Between the Barrier to Me wasn't shit then. And yeah. uh, we get there, and the show sold out. And fucking we're like just ass out. And um I've never, I've met so many of my favorite bands at the Palladium. And, um, so I fucking, me and all my friends were asked, oh, we don't got tickets. And my friend spots Tommy Rogers hanging out at his, at his band van back when they were still driving in a van. And he was like, I'm gonna go talk to him, see if we can get in the show. I'm like, man, fuck off. We ain't getting in the show. He fucking goes over and he was wearing a Giles t-shirt. You know, is um, he's he's got a techno side project, Giles, and so fucking he actually came over and he's like he's playing with his lip ring and he's like, no, I ain't never seen that shirt before. Dude's like fucking five foot nothing. He's fucking tiny. Yeah, he is. And um, <laughs> and fucking and so he's looking at it and he's like, yeah, I'm gonna see if I can get you guys in the show. You guys are really cool. I'll I'll do everything I can. He fucking goes in and I'm like, we're not fucking seeing him again. He comes out like 20 minutes later and he was like, dudes, and they weren't headlining the show either. I think it was like fucking, um, uh, I don't even fucking remember who it was. Uh, but he was like, yeah, I'm sorry. I can't get you guys in there over the fire limit. Like I did everything I could. And I was like, no props to you, man. You're the fucking, you're the fucking shit. 
Tommy oh, Rogers. Dude. Like, I love you. Like, he was a really cool dude. And um, I'll never fucking forget that, man. They're fucking every one of these uh, these metal bands that I look up to as gods. Every time I meet them, they're like, oh, you play, you know, you play guitar, you sing, you're in a band. Like, keep at it, man. Don't fucking give up. Do your fucking thing. You know, don't ever, don't ever let anybody tell you that you can't fucking do something with, with it. And I'm just like, that's awesome to hear because my mom's does not agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, man, that's awesome. Met a lot of cool, cool musicians being in the band. Well, actually, one time I got to smoke weed and skateboard with one of my favorite musicians, but I was just going to the show. I was I actually played that venue the week before he played it. His, his name is Kurt Travis. He used to sing for Dance Gavin Dance. Oh, I know that. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, they were actually. He I, put I out an album man. with the. He put out a, an album with the Fall of Troy guitar player like a couple years ago. No shit. Yeah, dude. I had no idea. Yeah, I always hated sure. the name, but once I got over the name, I was like, "Oh shit, these guys aren't half bad." Dude, they're yeah. fire, bro. I mean, they got the whiny singing and shit, but like, dude, the sometimes it works. Are insane, son. You know, it's always the side projects. It's the side projects. It's instead of bands going soft. It's when the singer gets into like a side project to release all that other energy he wants into music, but he Secret wants to keep band. his metal band, his metal band or, or something like, uh, what was it? Um, Tony Danza. Danza was one of the heaviest fucking bands. There's just nothing soft about <laughs> it. Nothing. But then you have Glass Cloud. Do you guys know Glass Cloud? That's the yeah. guitarist from Danza with this Josh Travis high pitched singer. What's yeah, up, dude? His the guitar player's name is Josh Travis. Word. Yeah, yeah Josh Travis. Yeah. So like it's him with this like singer guy, and it's brutal and melodic with this high-pitched singing and it just works man every once in a while like i said it works yeah man so who's up well, next shit, yeah who's up next well you were the one that set up the yeah uh, the- yeah i, we, I set yeah. up the order and we skipped dan so we're gonna start with dan so let's go back to dan <laughs> dan what you got um yeah i was gonna bring up uh the band six feet under it was kind of like one of the first uh like death metal bands that i really kind of got into a lot like i listen to deicide and cannibal corpse and stuff and uh they're good they're all you know but i'd never like just fucking was like yes this is it and uh so six feet under was a band that i was like yes finally like a groovy like death metal band that i can like sing to i can understand everything he's fucking saying and it's fucking hard as fuck and so yeah uh so I mean, it's so hard to pick one fucking song, you know, you gotta from give a band me one, that has you gotta twenty give me fucking one. albums. But uh, Human Target, uh, do that one or Beneath the Black Sky or fuck, I don't know, dude. There's so many. Uh, one of the ones I was gonna share though was called uh, uh, One Bullet, uh, but it's it's kind of like a little poppy, uh, but it's actually a song with Ice T, and Ice T <laughs> used to have a band called Body Count. Yes, and, he did. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so it was kind of like the first like real crossover with like death metal and and rap, and so I always thought it was fucking badass because I like a lot of rap music too, and then I was into death metal, so it was, it was like the first like crossover, and I was just like, "What the fuck? This is badass!" Yeah. 
So what, yep. what do you, which one do you want to play? Uh, I was gonna play Beneath the Black Sky. Oh yeah, play that one. Dude. That all right, sick. all right. Play. fucking vocals there's like no processing on that that's all i was just voice, about to son. say so, i was just voice. about to say so this dude like his voice is fucking killer and you just know if he was recording in 2022 that would be so brutal God. like his voice is already there you know what i mean what happens a lot these days is someone's got an okay to mediocre to good voice or something and then the you know the the, the studio magic does its fucking magic like i've i i fucking I coasted on that for years. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this dude's fucking voice is killer. And you know that that live is just like, oh, yeah, it's fucking bad. And see how you, you can like, hear good. the words though, too, but it's yeah. still just like, fucking. you can hear like, yeah. oh, I, I, well, I like appreciate about Lamb of God. And yeah. Lamb of God, yeah. You can always hear what he was saying. Yeah. Even though he's a pussy. Uh, <laughs> and Six Feet Under yeah, did just it. come out with a new album in 2020. So they're still, they're still kicking. Pretty geez. relevant. Yeah, man. And I guarantee you those vocals are so on point. Like I guarantee uh, you that shit is just like, it must sound so perfect. Shane, uh, pull up one bullet left though, uh, from true carnage. Uh, just just give a little sample of like iced tea just because i think it's like so it's so cool to me uh just to cross over and uh and 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 it's actually a really good fucking song too <laughs> i mean i like it but i like a lot of one bullet left six song. feet under yeah yeah so i
sitting there on fucking SVU when he goes, I guess he got his brain knocked off. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's motherfucking like lead investigator, like fucking crime scene investigating unit ass motherfucker. Like, yeah. I guess he just got his dome thought off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, it, he was the comic relief on SVU. Oh, man. I love Ice-T, though. Fucking, you know what I'm saying? Cop, ki- cop killer! Better you than me. Fuck it, man. I fucking love body count. Everybody <laughs> counts badass too. They are. Uh, there's just there's there's just a lot of you know, uh, it's it's not hypocrisy. It's uh, irony. Yeah, yeah totally. It's, it's, it's a bit of hypocrisy too. Uh, but they were also like a pretty big, uh, pot friendly metal band, and they mm-hmm. they sung a lot about getting high and shit too. So you didn't. Uh, that was something kind of new to metal that they didn't really, you didn't really hear that too often. It was mostly just, you know, death and destruction, kill your dog. It was like heavy metal country. <laughs> also, what's funny oh, about yeah. metalheads is that all the metalheads I know are like cool down to earth, yeah. fucking very <laughs> mellow ass people smoking weed and then they get on stage and it's a whole other thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's the outlet. You know what I mean? Like, really I don't know. Lip. I don't know lip. one. I don't know one fucking like metal musician. That's like mad ever. You know, that's how they get it. A, I should say maybe the, maybe a lot of singers. I know a lot of singers that are the singers are the fucked up ones. <laughs> They're almost like hey, you fucked up motherfucker. No, I'm a, I, I'm, like, I'm I'm one of the cool. Not me, not me. I, was I, I talk to all the fans while the band's loading all the equipment. Come on, I'm. A, no, Absolutely. I no 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 no. I help load equipment. I'm not an asshole. I will I will fucking I'm just I will march that cab over. I will carry don't, the cab. You, you I will don't carry have the LST. Bass drums, all that stuff. And um, yeah, no, I help set up. That's one big thing. Like I, I fucking make sure that I help set I up. I ain't shit, no fucking dude. asshole. No man, because fucking I know what it's like to be a guitarist. You know, I was a guitarist for years. You know what I mean? Um, Hell yeah. And you know, I'm fucking. I love my motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Like I ain't gonna yeah. fucking let them set their own shit up by themselves. Yeah, and if a symbol around and shit, I'm lugging cabs. You know, and if a, if a if a if a ride symbol falls over, I'm picking that shit up. Damn you know what I mean? Son. If a stick goes flying, I'm fucking I'm jumping for it like a fucking you know Dude, like a, like a like a center fielder. You know, whole band tech. I like I like set up everything. <laughs> 
Yeah, you would. Drummer set up his kid every night. One night he uh, he lost track of time. I guess man was talking to all the the people excited to see us, and I just set up his kit for him before we went on, or we wouldn't have played. Yo, drummers are the worst with that shit. Yo, man, we had a drummer like he was one of the most amazing drummers we ever played with. He was a fucking human metronome, like so much so that we could do our guitarist would have a loop station. And he could loop everything oh, in any song. And he was like, amazing. this drummer never went off time. He was a fucking metronome. Oh, but you know what I mean? Like this guy was like, the only way I can describe Anthony Fanaro, he was a drummer for a long time. He was like a chiseled Greek God. You know what I mean? <laughs> and he was a womanizer and like <laughs> fucking like he would, he was like the biggest gregarious person that there is. But this motherfucker was never on time and took way too long to set his shit up. You know what I mean? And then he'd be on stage, like, with his fucking cloth, like, like polishing his cymbals. And you're like, yo, Anthony, this is not the time to polish your cymbals. We're already 10 minutes late. We already lost two songs. And, then, and he's like, well, can't they just put the set, push the set back a little bit? It's like, no, we're not, we're not headlining. No, no, that's not a fucking option here. I remember we were opening up for Angel Vivaldi and, and Gush G. Uh, no so shit. Gush G, yeah, Gush G for fucking, and we were, we were first on, you know what I mean? We were, we were mm -hmm. playing first. I think it was five bands. He was late. And the doors, the, the club, we were playing at the Middle East and the Middle East, oh. they locked the doors and held everybody outside in a line because of our drummer. And I'm on the phone with him and I'm like, motherfucker, you knew what time oh, you were supposed to be here. And he was like, can't, can't they just push it back? Can't we just go on second? And I was like, no, Whoa, we can't go on second because third is Angel Vivaldi. Fourth is Gus G. Like, this isn't a fucking... Uh, and I was, like, so incredibly angry with him. It was actually our last show with him. Not that the two had anything to do with each other. It was just, like, <laughs> we reached a level where we were trying to to play the more advanced songs, and, like, he just lost the, um, the, the will to learn i don't know it was yeah. fucking it was a, it was a whole fucking thing not that i'm shitting on the dude because he was he was incredible for while, while he was playing with us but um that's that's the drum but it is so incredibly refreshing the drummer that we have now paul spano he is like on time early fucking he's sober he doesn't drink he doesn't do fucking anything so all he has is music Fuck and yeah. he's like He's like, hey, are you guys coming to practice this week? And we're like, oh, no, I got this. I got that. He's like, well, I'll be at the, I'll be at the space, you know, um, if you guys oh decide to show Oh, my God, you found the unicorn. I did find, we did find the unicorn. And what's hilarious is, is I've known this kid since I was 14 because I've known his father since I was a child. My mother and his father went to AA meetings together, you know, so it, it was, it's a whole fucking thing. And then when I was 14, he was like, you should come meet my son. He's a drummer in a band. And then, you know, over fucking, you know, a couple of years ago, he was just a rock drummer. Like he's like a Mars Volta fucking type of guy. Like that's the type of drummer that he that's is. Okay. So he had to learn metal and he oh, didn't have shit. the footwork for it originally. And he like, it was that dedicated to learn and stuck with it. Like originally the first like five or six practices we had, you know, me and the guys were like, this might not work out. Like he's incredibly hard working, but it might not work out, but he fucking stuck with it. And he, he's fucking, he's, he's there now, but you know, it's yeah, like, dude. that's, what's incredible. Like sometimes you find these incredible people that just have the will 
to learn something outside of their comfort zone. Like he was an amazing drummer in his own right. And he took his, he used us to become better. And we used him because he was the only drummer that we knew that could like <laughs> play for us and could put up with all our bullshit. You know what I mean? Um, Hell yeah. But can I go next? Yeah, dude, let's go. Laces out, Dan. By Fall of Troy, I wanna, I wanna show, I wanna Some. show Andy Fall of Troy. Laces out, Dan. By Fall of Troy, it's off a of doppelganger, and it's really short too, so you could probably blast through the whole thing. And I doubt that. Are we putting this up on YouTube? No, I'm not. Okay, yeah, I think then. it's just audio we'll, for now. We'll decide yeah, we'll worry about we'll worry time. about YouTube later. Fucking Spotify, I have learned, does not give a shit about their their actual rules, so. You can get away with it. <laughs> Good. Okay. Um, I mean, I the other episodes still up where we played the whole songs. Yeah, no, I have my entire catalog, which I I had released. I had a podcast from 2012 to 2015, and at the beginning of every episode, I played like almost a whole song of stuff before I was worried at all about copyright bullshit. And since I shut that podcast down, Podomatic now has all of their stuff available on Spotify, which I was amazed to find my old podcast on Spotify, but <laughs> Spotify has very strict rules that says you cannot play copyrighted material on your podcast. And that shit's all there. You know? <laughs> so Spotify doesn't give a shit. But yeah, Laces Out Dan by Fall of Troy. Oh, let's hit, let's hit it.
nasty, dude. Oh my god! You know what it reminded me of? Other bands I did listen to at that time period, mm. like Hot Damn by Every Time I Die came out in two thousand three. I heard a lot of like similar tones, similar grooves, and that grooviness that Dan was talking about finding. There's bands like Fall of Troy and others that really kept that groove in metal alive. That down and down and down and just that fucking head bobbing shit man yeah yeah that head bobbing shit that's what i'm talking about too Fuck yeah you. i felt a little primus just... i felt a little primus in there yeah oh, dude yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. and how just how the brutal and chaotic it had yeah. that like funky weirdness yeah. of the late 90s you know yeah that's what we all grew up with <laughs> and the, the thing that is like the most fucking retardedly impressive thing about fall of choice it's a goddamn three-piece three that dude That's is singing he's singing while he's playing that mm-hmm. you yeah, know what man. i mean like you can't and that's not even the most impressive of their songs in their catalog. No. That's just like, I figured that was a nice, like hard hitter, short song. It's got a nice fucking, uh, it's got a good breakdown. You know what this, I mean? But it's like, dude, you know, there's this, another band that does that, but well, not anymore. It's a real tragedy. And maybe I'll pick one of their songs next time, but a band called Fallujah. Yo. Houston, yeah. Fallujah. I remember Fallujah. They have at least two two albums that are two of the sickest death metal albums I've ever heard in my life. They're tranquil and beautiful, yet heavy as fuck and just endless darkness. You know, it's just both paths covered in the same songs. And the lead singer slash main songwriting guitarist left and they replaced it that that loss with just a new vocalist so that's like the the human abstract yes very similar the the whole structure of the band changed they put out one album or maybe two i've completely lost touch at this point not to bet and you know trash them or anything they're incredible musicians and but yeah that drastic change happened it was pretty brutal vocalist changes are always hard Oh yeah, man. Yeah, especially when, if, he, if he's the main songwriter. Fuck. Dude, so th- that's the problem. Like they're all great musicians. Even the new vocalist is solid, but the feeling—it's yeah. not that they got lighter or heavier. It's the feeling yeah. changed. It wasn't the same band. Like what's happening with our our guys? And every time I die, no yeah. longer a band. Yeah. And some serious familial animosity going on between Jordan and Keith and all that crap. Who knows what's really going on? I feel like I fucking know the mind of Keith Buckley by reading all his books and, and uh, you know, obsessed with his lyrics for a, over a decade, man. But <laughs> who knows what the hell's going on behind all those quote-unquote rock stars fucking lives. You know what I mean? I mean, it's all, Crazy who knows? They're, they're contacting each other through, like, you know, big record label contactees and stuff like that. It's like on a different level entirely it's all drama on like money level i'm assuming it's all financial or some garbage i don't know but what do you got and you can almost you can almost picture you can almost picture like they're in fucking they're in band practice and they're trying to riff out this new bullshit and you know there's something not right and then keith says no i mean you should do it like this and then jordan goes why don't you go write another fucking book that's how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, also, he also got clean completely. He got sober. He started meditating. He started reading mindfulness books and shit. 
And we're talking about like the party animals of metal. So or hardcore. They like to call themselves a hardcore band. I don't really think they're a hardcore band, but I mean, sounds like Born of Osiris with Jason Richardson. They kicked him out because he didn't want to party. He told him to stop partying so much. And they kicked him out. (laughs) Oh, jeez. That's fucked up, man. What what member of the band was he? Uh, He was uh, one of the, he was, they're both lead guitar players. So like they're both, they both did the rhythm and lead. Get rid of one of them because the past three albums have just been a solid hour of harmonies and it drives me nuts. Yeah. That's that brutal creativity from uh, the new rain. Well, that's still the same guitar player. What's that? That's still the same guitar player, but I yeah, think they've, well, they've they had changed. a change. Like something changed and they started getting like very uh, shaped by the industry or something. They were yeah, all yeah, just no, they, they tried breakdowns with like, they did so successful with the discovery, which was the album Jason Richardson helped write. Mm-hmm. That uh, that's that's like the style that they tried to go for, but then they didn't yeah. have Jason Richardson anymore to fucking yeah. shred it up, bro. And like, I don't know, dude. He just added something to that band that they never, You're right. they never got back. The, the discovery kind of seems like it just fractals out afterwards. Like that band, just like that was their culmination. I mean, hey, now I'm kind of shitting on whatever. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, man. Higher place and a new. I still like some of their stuff. But hey, I've opened up for I, got a bunch of times. I got a song for you guys, and it's very, very current. It just came out this week, oh, and it's shit. called Guillotine by a band called Stray from the Path. So find that motherfucker. And I would fast forward, <laughs> fast forward to like maybe 20 seconds because it's just a long buildup, and you still get a good portion of the buildup, but it's long. <laughs> While Shane's looking at this, I want to point out something that I made earlier. The the innocuous nature of Shane. You were going off about Fallujah, and Shane goes, I played with Fallujah. What? <laughs> Low-key fucking rock star over here. <laughs> One of Osiris, too. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I played amazing. with Siopus. I love those guys. I think you and I talked yeah, about them once. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're fucking assholes, but... Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever play with Destroyer? Was just Destroyer? A... No. How about See You Next Tuesday? No, I would have loved to have played with See You Next Tuesday, though. Those we were right up there fucking alley. Yeah, cunts. they were so fucking Yeah, good. they were. Oh, they're right. so fucking good. <laughs> All right, you guys ready for strafing? Should I read some lyrics first to give you a little feel for what's going on here? I mean, we were, I know we were doing a lyric show, but we never really we didn't, read any of the lyrics. The lyrics. <laughs> But uh, I'll give you a little feel for what it's Your about. audio's yeah, your audio's through a really little weird, weird, bud. Oh, shit. Can you hear me now? <laughs> we could hear you before. It was just like you're, you're underwater. Like, you're like my grandmother, like, trying to FaceTime. Like, hey, um, <laughs> is, this, um, is this, like, what we're trying to do now? Is this good? Man, so I'm choppy. You got a pretty mile. Hey, uh, can you tell Jack that I love him? <laughs> well, hang on. Let me try something. Again. No, you sound good now. Oh, good. Yeah, you sound right, good now. Cool. Yeah. I'll just do like this where you can't see me. It just looks at the ceiling. Oh, oh no. You're no. out. Oh, son of a bitch. Really? Is your hand over the mic? <laughs> no, my hand is on nothing. Hmm. Now do Mermaider. 
That was perfect. You know what's funny too, Andy, is that like anytime I'd ever uh, interacted with you, you had that camera coming from, you know, up here a little bit above your monitors. So I had only ever seen that version of you. But down here, you're a lot prettier than I thought. Oh, well, thank you, Jason. (laughs) (laughs) My name's not Jason. Well, uh, it's like legally not Jason. Jag, I pull up a motherfucking my ID, bro. Oh, dude. Was your name really well. J? No, because everyone be- doesn't believe my wife when she's just Kate. <laughs> no shit, oh, that's, dude. That was backwards. J. Hennehan. I was named after my grandfather. Nice. No way. Yeah, J. Actually, the, um, the the auto companies actually turned the name J into a bad name. So the auto companies, they were trying to compete with pedestrians for the roadways because once automobiles started becoming popular, oh. they started hitting people in the street. So they created God this propaganda it, campaign to call people <laughs> jaywalkers. Oh. And jay is supposed to be a dirty bird. And have you ever heard of blue jay? Like Jaybird. crackling. <laughs> They're fucking assholes. So it's fitting. It's fitting, you know, for me. <laughs> fucking asshole alright Andy where am I starting this song off from My 20 seconds, Oh, no. 
that's heavy, bro. So while Rage Against the Machine is requiring vaccination at their concerts, the new Rage Against the Machine is fucking screaming, like, give me their fucking heads. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. a band called Straight from the Path. They've been around for years Straight and they're the nasty. Yeah, dude. I'm, fucking, rap, I'm putting that right. up on I'm pulling that up on Spotify before I forget. So it's guillotine straight, yeah, from the path. straight from the path. Yeah. Let me read you a, just a tiny little excerpt of this. So it says, at least the chorus part, it says death. I can guarantee as quick as, as, as quick as a cut can bleed when it drops, it can't be stopped. No plan B just the guillotine. 1776 ways to die choose one what's done is done lepers and lobbyists loyalty arsonists my kingdom come a nation of narcissists peddling arsenic in god we trust but nothing is sacred it's all for the taking no glory for gluttons insubordinates fuck them death i can guarantee <laughs> it's fucking brutal that's fucking brutal 18. Yeah, yeah. I'm in the I'm in the middle of writing a new album right now, which is like it's it's really like jamming me up because like it's a whole fucking process, right? You know what I mean? Like writing a new album for me, I was like I was explaining with Shane on the swap ass. It's a whole fucking thing. Showed him the process, and like I'm going through the process again, and it's like you know destroying my my liver, you know. But it is what it is. <laughs> um, but um, like. So like those dudes, they fucking, they understand it, you know, on a, on, on a few different levels. I mean, it's, it's rare. I always say it's rare that you can find four or five people that want the same thing. Right. You know what I mean? Like getting a yeah. group of people that, that are, that are, they're going towards the same goal, which is actually what makes this podcast a community that we're in very unique and beautiful is that we're all moving towards our own separate goals, but we're working with each other, working towards essentially the same goal. Um, but in a band, it's much more difficult, especially because you're working with egos and all that and all that mm -hmm. stuff. But these guys seem like they all want the same thing. They want brutality. And that sounds like it destroys live. You know what I mean? Like, it sounds like it actually sounds like it's better live. And it sounds like yeah. they were trying to preserve how good their live show is. You can really tell yeah. that from a band that they're mm -hmm. trying to preserve that live sound. They they uh, they they sacrifice how good the technology is these days for recording like that recording could have been a lot better i guarantee like yeah. maybe it was a little bit it's a little bit better than the way that we just listened to it because we're streaming it and all that stuff yeah, yeah, but yeah. it sounded muddy you know oh. and it sounds like the singer has an agenda that he's working towards and you have to have another four people behind him that are like good message i dig that or at least do whatever the fuck you want to do it sounds good <laughs> and um and it's like there was those moments those moments where you, it, it's like um it was heavy metal and then heavy metal stripped and you know those moments that i'm talking about where it sounds like it's in a can where it's just the drums and it's empty mm -hmm. and it's the singer and the drums those moments are beautiful i love those my band we never have any of those and um those moments are beautiful because like those are strictly like you work that out in practice and and only a few bands can really pull it off you work that out in practice and you're like all right everybody shut the fuck up drums and vocals now you know and it's like that i'm gonna have to listen to those guys that's fucking dope dude yeah I, I highly recommend all their all their shit they have like three or four albums that are on spotify they're nasty fuck yeah how long they've been a band how long have they been around? Man, I could pull it up. Um, let's see. 
is they've been around probably for at least a decade, I would say more. Let's see, Stray. Well, who are we back to in the rotation? Are we all going to do another song? Yeah, I got another one for sure. All right, well. 10.30. Eastern Standard Time. I'm going to have to wrap up soon. Absolutely, yeah, I hear you, man. Let's bust through these songs real fast. Word. All right, so I'm yeah. doing uh, Oh Sleeper, A World Without a Sun. This, oh, uh, hear that. Nice. this is a Christian metal band with, these lyrics are pretty brutal. Yes. Oh, that's the most open I've ever seen Santa's. on the pull-offs man i love shit like that so they did that they started off with that theme at the beginning with the the pull-offs on the high string they went down a couple of that's i love songs based on the pull-off bro no sleeper is so nasty and i will say well they're pulling off crazy their guitarist is doing the clean vocals which you didn't get to hear in that clip but yeah they have a lot of great singing vocals and he pulls it off well playing all those crazy yeah. yeah another example of a great singing guitar player yeah well he says uh, screams too 
All right, Dan, what you got? Yeah, Wait, let's man. read some of these lyrics, dude. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, get right, into so, it a little bit more. Don't okay, just go yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Just fucking we're blowing through the shit. First episode, we'll get it. We'll get it right. Um, dude, so so the the cure the 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 chorus is: I fear a world without the sun. I fear a world without the sun, but never who wished it gone. So fuck those evil fucks. <laughs> is basically what he's saying. I, I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I'm not. A, have no fear in the face of your enemies. Um, yeah, his lyrics are always so deep, man. They're biblical. Then, yeah, dude. But then this 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 line, dude. The trees are dead, yet alive more than ever, growing flesh where once were leaves. They stretch instead of tower, like bone wrapped giants. They reach. Oh, but nothing stirs like the fire's thunder. That's wild. Dude. Yeah, Micah's got sick, sick lyrics, man. It's insane. Like I, I, I don't know, you can like pull so much from that. It's beautiful. Like, I don't know, like, dude, you can just I I, I picture the how have you ever guys played the game The Darkness? No. Uh, no, I don't I don't I don't play games, bro. Oh, word, word, <laughs> word. I just play a lot of video games as a kid. But uh, you're this dude. You get uh, possessed by some demon, some kind of family curse, but it's like this tentacle thing that takes over your body. Anyway, you kill yourself, and your bot, like your soul goes to hell. And uh, I don't know. I just picture that game's version of hell when I listen to this song. Because <laughs> there's like trees with like flesh on them and shit. Makes me fair world without the sun. <laughs> yeah, and it's all dark. <laughs> yeah, Micah does some really intense writing. He's Andy, you sound like shit again. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks, man. Is that yeah. better? No. no. Nah. Take, Damn it. take that mask off your face. <laughs> <laughs> This this human mask. <laughs> this human mask. <laughs> no, but you sound like Dummy. like a fucked up. You sound like a fucked up video game. Like you know, uh, you're not gonna know until you go back and listen to this episode. But you sound like a uh, something from like Solid Snake. That sucks. I don't know uh, if it's my phone or the connection or what. Oh, oh and it keeps like wanting big sound. Like, yeah, it goes back and forth. It'll come in good, and then it'll like go far away, and then back. Man, weird. Man. Yeah, it it oscillates like Metallica's career. Ooh, <laughs> find that unicorn. Burn. Brutal. <laughs> yeah, you're no, for real, man. Yeah. You can trust me, man. I love Metallica. You know, I even like saying anger, which is a po- it's an unpopular. Opinion. We went over that Dang. last time, man. I know, I know, unpopular wow. opinion, but true. Send anger around my neck, sweet amber. You know, damn yeah. what you got. Uh, my next one, uh, keeping with that theme, uh, and black, uh, because I did a uh, look. Uh, I did six feet under. Right beneath the black sky. This one's going to be amorphous and black winter. Amorphous is A-M-O-R-P-H-I-S. I've put an E. And the song is Black Winter Day. 
And I remember hearing this album in my friend's garage room. <laughs> That's where had his bedroom mat was in the garage. And uh, from that time on, I was like a big fan of Amorphous. And then ever since then, I've been listening to them probably more frequently than any other metal band. Uh, because I love the death metal tones along, along with like the harmonies and the singing. And then like some of their, some of their albums are really just like, it's not death metal. It's, it's super different. I don't know how to explain, but uh, I mean, if you know, you know, it's kind of black metal a little bit, but you'll, you'll probably hear it from the song because there's, there's two parts, but okay. Let her rip. I'm hitting play. Um.
good. Dude. That was so nasty. <laughs> Are they Swedish by any chance? Yeah, I think that they're from Europe somewhere. I'm not sure exactly where in Europe. But... They got some serious in flames familiarity there. They're like that yeah. sound is so awesome. I mean, what they're singing about is not brutal in the slightest. It's fucking <laughs> like a little fucking girl poem. But I Dude, mean, that's what I was about to ask. <laughs> Tell me about this song. Uh, the lyrics are: "This is how the lucky feel. How the blessed think." Like daybreak in spring, the sun on a spring morning, like the flat brink of a cloud, like a dark night in autumn. But how do I feel in my gloomy depths? This is how the lucky feel, how the blessed think, like daybreak in spring, like the flat brink of a cloud, like a dark night in autumn, a black winter day. And that's just repeated. That's <laughs> like really like nothing too cool, but when they do it like that sounds fucking amazing (laughs) i think it's a great example of how metal doesn't have to be evil and fucking dark and sinister or anything like that it can be an absolute love poem or something like it yeah Um, mystery song you know yeah they have a lot of that in their in their stuff um one of the one of my favorite albums is called sky forger and uh you can just like listen to that whole album and just that's what I love about metal bands too, is you can listen to like every fucking song on the album. But yeah, if you listen to this whole, if you listen to the whole album of sky forger, you can just like zone out and just relax. And like, it's so different from, cause most metal makes me all amp, but this like calms me down. It's got a great melody. Yeah. It's a great, like it's a great the melodic theme throughout the song. Fired it. <laughs> yeah, that those, was those sick. Europeans, dude. I tell you, <laughs> right? They got it. It sounds. It, it just sounds like leather pants. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of yeah. sounds like that was falling. That was right? falling. That, dude, I gotta play pants. a Winter Sun song next time. Yeah, dude, Winter Sun. <laughs> yeah, Winter Sun's badass too. They're so good. Yeah. So let me it's pick this piece. song. And then we'll fucking we'll close off, sign Andy. off, and all that good shit. Hey, I want to do my second one. Oh, motherfucker! I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought <laughs> you did your song. I forgot. I forgot. But I'm going no. next. No, you're going next. You're you're in front of me. <laughs> I am. I am. I'm sorry. I thought you already picked it. I thought I thought we went through the second the second cycle. Anyway, I, I apologize. It's all good. Jay. Or or as Squiscar would say, I apologize. Sex. I am Apologis X. I Apologis X. He is trying to Apologis X. I'm so... Anyway, um... 22 Faces by Periphery. And this song, I believe, I don't know the actual story, but I'm I'm guessing off of context clues because this song is obviously about MK Ultra. I think it is based off of the book The Twenty Two Faces of Jenny Hill, which is Jenny Hill uh claims um that she was uh that she was part of some uh operation paperclip post World War II experiment by uh it, it was a, a doctor called dr greenbaum 
And um, the whole point was, you know, it was MK Ultra to break down her personality to create multiple personalities. She's on tape with having 22 personalities specifically. And so that's what makes me think that 22 Faces is about this. Um, and we can go over the lyrics after, but DJ, play that shit. Play that funky music, white boy. Perception of sin from a resurrection, soaking on the 
the thing that I love most about that song is that every single time they do a callback for the chorus, the guitar work is so much more intricate and brutal. Like yeah. every single time, you know what I mean? They started out like it starts like chorus. See that it, 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 it's like it opens up every single time, you know, and that's like very, um, it's very, uh, very much what this album is about. It's the alpha and the omega. It's a two part. Um, and it's for whatever reason, I don't know why it's one of their more um, disliked albums, but it's like, it's just like, it's so brutal and there's so many callbacks within the alpha and omega like they have callback songs and callback parts like it's so wonderfully put together so well thought out but like that last chorus like away at me. And it's, it's a, in the background it's so fucking brutal misha is a goddamn genius and like from what i've heard misha writes everything and then everybody learns it other than the lyric, uh, other that, than the vocals. That's how it, well, from what I remember, Jake, that's how it used to be, but until yeah. Mark Holcomb joined the band and the two of them are kind of like Alpha and Omega. Like, oh, well, Jake, Jake, does, Jake does a lot of the, he does a lot of the, um, like, the background, like, guitar parts like anytime you hear like some clean like really ambient stuff going on in the background that's, that's jake. jake bowen yeah he does a lot of the writing too no disrespect to him but i th- I think it's all three of them now a little bit i think misha at it's, some it's, point it's misha it's misha is, is it just all misha? <laughs> <laughs> it's i mean I, I mean they they all write oh, some of their own songs but like the i'm, I'm the majority me, oh yeah misha is periphery <laughs> there's no doubt about that there's he's He's yeah, he's Townsend. You know, he's like <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And and like, what's what's so dope about it though is that like, it's just it's it's magical. You know what I mean? That whole album, the two parts together. And I don't know. Anytime I try bringing those albums up to anybody, they they kind of like dismiss it. Oh, that's a bunch of garbage. You know what I mean? I'm like, well, they're like um early periphery purists. Yeah, you know what I'm saying that's that's, that's what happens me. a lot with yeah. periphery. I was one. I was one until I gave you know because of your words about that album, I gave it a chance again. And yeah, every song on all of their albums, I think I just had too much periphery, and I decided that I felt <laughs> I tried to get back into them and I couldn't. But man, like every song is geniusly written. Everything right. has multi-layered like you can just ex- just explore these songs like for a long time over and over again and they just get deeper and deeper and more intricate there's more parts that you didn't hear before you know they're just mm-hmm. yeah and it's talented. they're the powerhouse when you, of our generation absolutely and when you're listening to like so it's alpha and omega it's two albums it's a two album split when you're listening to to omega and then you know you're hearing a melodic callback to track three of the first yes. album. You're just like, Oh, Oh, there it is. And then like, yeah. he'll put a little like lyric and like, um, they, did I, I, also. they did. Yes. And, and did, uh, so on the album that they released, um, I don't know if it's the most recent, it's the one before that, um, like blood Eagle. 
Did mm-hmm. you guys like Blood Eagle? I haven't, I haven't listened to Hail Stan or Blood Eagle, really. Yeah. Hail Stan. Well, Hail Stan. Right, Blood that's Eagle right. Was the Blood Eagle on, on Hail Stan. Stan. That's right. Yeah. So, like, I fucking did a bunch of DMT, and my buddy showed <laughs> me Blood Eagle for the first time, like that that video. And I was just oh, like, you're tripping. Oh, fuck you know what i mean like it was like and then it gets into that that like sh- it sounds like a strobe light part you know what i mean like fucked up you know what i mean but that fast jet chugging it's so fucking like they're just like they're they're in a league of their own and i think what happens a lot with with bands like that is that it's just there's a um a jealousy by musicians that they exist. Oh, pro- yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> they're a super group without being anybody, you know, famous on their own. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Dan, I highly recommend you look into even if, like, I would say, yeah, I am going to. Like, you guys have been talking. The first time I heard them was on the last show, and then again now, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to yeah. go. And I don't want the audience to think that we're all just like periphery is our favorite band. It's going to be a periphery fucking constant. <laughs> but, you know, but I would say that, you know, I'm, I'm 36. Uh, like I, I, when I started listening to periphery, it was Misha just being a weirdo and like being all over YouTube and, and other websites and stuff like that. He wasn't anybody. And like, suddenly like this dude that was very much like me a nerd loved fucking metal and everything but he had this amazing ability was just suddenly sweeping the the entire genre you know Mm. slowly but surely and it was like this guy over here is just in his own universe and he's gathering up other members from other universes (laughs) forming a band and it's terrifying and they've been (laughs) like i've kind of fallen off from periphery but like you guys have kind of got me back into them because of their unbelievable musicianship there's really nothing they can't touch they'll just do anything it's nuts so yeah, it is a <laughs> well, shit, Andy, What do you got for us? You got yeah, a got one song for us too. One last hey, song that's not can't be you can't be nearsighted. You have to look into your periphery. Yes. <laughs> so let's go um, back to our other thing. We keep we keep going to Swedish metal bands. Yes. And I got a band called Soil Work, and they are one of my foundational metal bands. I found Soil Work when I was, I think, thirteen. And yeah, I think the album was Chain Heart Machine, but that's not the uh, uh, song I'm going to play. It's a song called The Ride Majestic. So snag that one. And, uh, you know, I love when metal bands can really fucking belt. And this guy, the singer Speed Strid, with the name like that, he's got a metal, right? Speed Strid. Yorn Speed Strid. Yorn Speed Strid. Yeah, he's metal as fuck, and uh, yeah, he can belt, he can scream, and then his choruses are always these big, huge theatrical pieces, and yeah, you'll hear.
Singer, not the singing parts, but the screaming reminds me of every time I die. Reminds me of Keith Buckley like that. Yeah, it's um, it's, it's fry it's, screams, dude. Yeah, so good. it's hard to pull off. It's really fucking hard to pull off. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is. Ice it's cream. Like, Speed like ice cream in his ice cream. <laughs> he very much does. You can understand what he's saying most of the time. It's fucking. Yeah. 
All those things are very hard to pull off. It's underappreciated for sure. Yeah. He's singing. He's like the Michael Bolton of metal. I don't know. It's <laughs> <laughs> like almost romantic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I like, I like, he never used to sing. Like that, though, you know? The original albums that I grew up with, he never, ever did clean vocals. And at some point, he was just like, I'm going to start fucking singing. And well, man, no, you, right, it dude. doesn't just happen like that. You take singing lessons. That's what happens. <laughs> That's what I did. I didn't take singing lessons until I was 28. I need to hop on it. Word. It's it's a fucking, it's must, it, it's like you need to fucking do it because it opens up a whole nother like part of your repertoire. You know, it, it breaks that shit open. All the things that you were limited on, you know, like, um, around the time that we recorded 2084 I started taking vocal lessons and um you know you can hear a little bit but even still like when I go back and I listen to to all those singing parts in 2084 I cringe because mm-hmm. I know what I know what I wanted them to sound like and I know how they came out a better but that's what happens like I always I always say that shit like um I this is totally like off genre but Connor Oberst from um from Bright Eyes you know like the first like five of his albums he just does that same kind of like stupid kind of singing which I love which everybody loves obviously is Bright Eyes but then like you can tell there's a point where he starts taking fucking singing lessons you know (laughs) and it's like it's a magical thing when someone decides they want to like perfect their craft I think it's because you watch your your bandmates get better and better and you're like, oh, fuck, man, they're kind of like leaving me behind maybe because they start doing shit and, and they start opening up their own fucking, they start opening up their own possibilities and shit. And you're just like, damn, I better fucking catch up. And a lot of singers don't fucking ever do that. Yeah, I was going to say there's plenty of bands that have fallen apart because, uh, you know, the vocalist decides to leave and a new one comes in and like the sound is completely different. I was saying it before. And it's get better that way, though. Absolutely. <laughs> Sometimes they do. Periphery, again, is another example. And Dragon Force was not one. Dope, you know, but uh, yeah, it happens a lot where, you know, a band, a guy will like throw out his voice too many times and say, I got to I got to kick it. I can't do mm-hmm. it anymore. Can't yeah. do the touring. And then, you know, if he took voice lessons he might have learned how to control it a little bit better or something like that or lasted longer whatever you know but with skittles man skittles eat some skittles it gives you like this phlegm in your throat (laughs) (laughs) so like (laughs) you can get all (laughs) that actually like 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 prohibits my screaming Oh, oh, sugar is the same. worst thing you can do. Sugar and well, honey and tea and all those bullshit. <laughs> Anything with caffeine is just water. It is just, just water, 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 which is counterintuitive for most metal bands because they're drinking alcohol, which dries out your vocal cords <laughs> and it fucks you up. It makes you feel better while you're on stage, but then someone's taking a video with their phone and they post that on social media and then you go, oh, fuck, that's what I sound like? I better fucking <laughs> just be drinking some water. God damn it. I you find know, myself, like, like, pushing way too hard, like, trying to be way too loud live, too. Yes. It's hard to no, 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 no. It's, it's, a, it's a mistake. You need to fucking, you need to turn up the PA, and you need to be yeah. quiet. You need I to be quieter because... I live in a long time, but... It's, it's like, it's so counterintuitive because you think also you have drunk to be... The one time I did perform vocals live. Yeah, no, it's it, like I said, it's fucking collapse afterwards. You have to fucking, you have to be in control at all times. And you know what I mean? Like I learned, I learned to, I learned a lot from that you night. know, 
a lot of people they'll hold the microphone and they'll cup that shit and they'll go, you know, they'll do all that shit, but it doesn't do anything. You have to hold it by the handle and it has to be away from you and it has to be controlled at all times. Teach people, I teach people this. If you're ever fucking performing live, I'm not cupping the microphone. I'm holding it below the capsule, but I'm using my finger as a mouth guard. So one, you can control if you're louder, you can pull it away. But if you're talking quieter, you can pull it up nice and close. Still not cupping, still not cupping, by the way. But also, if you're doing like a Wah! fucking loud as shit and you bring it back to your mouth, you don't smack yourself in the mouth with the microphone. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. No, that's all. That's all good form. That's perfect form. You should you should do a YouTube series on microphone form. <laughs> I've had to tell every, awesome. like, every single one of my vocalists that. They're like, dude, I keep fucking smacking myself in the teeth and the lips. And some dude, just put your finger no. there. Don't cup it. But like, dude, you can. Yeah. Save no, you yourself. should only ever do that once. The microphone should be here. That's it. Yeah, pretty much. Away from your mouth. Yeah, that's why I do the finger thing. It's like... You but like I said, it's, like, it, it's counterintuitive because most people don't know how to sing. And most metal, most metal singers don't know how to sing. If you ever watch a professional, like I learned it from after the burial. I saw him like this, you know, and the microphone was always like a foot away from his mouth. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay. I get it. I got you, bro. I got you. You pick up a lot of a lot of other sounds when it's farther away. You gotta turn it well, down. yeah, I mean it's a reasonable, you know. I'm just a saying, reason. I'm not I saying it's that. like out here. That's why. <laughs> that's why I teach the people that. Because I don't know. Everyone, everyone new with a microphone smacks himself in the teeth. <laughs> How do you do that more than once? That's like, dude. That's I, like. I, that's like, like jacking off time. too hard and then you fucking you get blisters on your dick. You're like, you shouldn't do that again. That should only ever happen do once. It. Oh, I, I do it. I, I still do it. That's why I do the finger. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm missing teeth. It's like you're not a fucking hockey player. Like, there's no reason you should be fucking chipping teeth. Dude, happens, dude get excited. All right, gentlemen. I, well, this yeah, I gotta get the fuck out of here. I gotta go to bed. Yo, man, I gotta go. Bedtime, bitches. Fucking Dan. This is dinner time for me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. My fucking headphones just died. So, yeah, this is definitely fucking (laughs) time for me to go. Horns up, motherfuckers. Yeah, this has been horns up. I love you guys. Horns up. (laughs) How to kill a sick cow, bitches. Love you all. This is But I Didn't Know It All podcast. Rising from the ashes. Peace out.